morning, everyone. Uh, you may, if you're uh, at all interested in details, you may have noticed that the camera's in a different place and it's in a different design. Facebook has totally messed up the algorithms, and so I had to move it, and apparently it decided that also the light should be on. So if I'm squinting at you today, that's why. <laughs> uh, our apologies to anyone who's watching on Facebook Live, and hopefully we can get it sorted. Hopefully they'll get back to some common sense there too. But it is good to be gathered together here and another reason to come in person, right, is that you don't have to worry about silly Facebook settings. But we are also happy for those who do join us uh, virtually as well. Let's open our service in a time of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be gathered together here. Thank you for your incredible love and thank you for your goodness to us. I ask that you would just bless this service today and you would draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. Advent reading this morning is a responsive reading. Uh, congregation will read the part in black. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. First song this morning is, O Come All Ye Faithful, number 249 in your hymnals. Please stand and sing.
for our announcements today. We have some birthdays and anniversaries coming up this week. Uh, Shirley Young's birthday is on the 10th, and then Serena's on the 12th. Happy birthday. And then Beth and I are celebrating our 31st anniversary on the 12th, and so uh, looking forward to that as well. We had our Christmas baking event that took place on Saturday, and uh, we had lots of helpers, and uh, we had some great organization that happened ahead of time, and so that was wonderful. Um, there are a couple of people that are hidden here, so you have to see if you can figure out there's, who's hidden in this one, and then also who's hidden in this one. <laughs> Obviously, the pictures were taken hastily. And there are some more pictures of some of our helpers as well. And uh, there's the finished product. So it looks really great. And so thank you to everybody that was involved and thank you to everybody that ordered as well. Uh, so that was a really good day. Uh, today, yes? We actually made $250 in total for decorations. Awesome, thank you, Serena. We raised $260 profit for decorations and decor, so awesome. Uh, today is going to be, there will be a farewell retirement and open house for Lola Mather Dyer. Um, it's going to be at the Springford Hall, and that's from 1 till 4. And cupcakes will be served. And if you know anything about Lola, I would guarantee they'd be purple. Um, she <laughs> loves purple. And so um, she has invited everybody to come to that, and so that's uh, this afternoon. And then tonight at 5.30 is our Christmas dinner. And so we have a really busy day if we want it. Um, but certainly we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, Bible study, uh, this is not the original email that I said. It was supposed to say check your email. I'm going to be sending out an email as I was telling our people with the Bible study group that we have a couple of options. I think I'm leaning towards um, sending out the survey and getting everybody to do your... Um, your sacred pathway quiz to see what your sacred pathway is and talking about it this week and then the following week talking about going out for lunch so but we will talk about it through email so stay tuned if you're part of that are there any other announcements that we have this morning awesome okay well we of course are called to give to the work of building the kingdom of god and we can do that through either the plates at the back or by e-transfer online. So let's take a moment and thank the Lord for the offering that's been given. Father, we thank you today for the generous hearts and the kindness and the calling that you've put on our lives to give to you in building your kingdom. We ask that you would bless all these gifts and, Father, that you would multiply them so that we can continue to spread forth the word and the good news of Jesus Christ, and to build your kingdom together. And so uh, we thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Next hymn this morning is number 263. What can I give him? Please stand.
we come to our time of praying for one another, um, you know that I have been going to the hospital to visit uh, Lois Hickey and uh, just found out that last night, just after 11 o'clock, she passed. And so um, our condolences are extended to that family. Um, they did call me yesterday when I was uh, here helping out with the baking to, to come and, and offer a word of prayer because they felt like um, she was just waiting for permission to be able to go. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it is a, a bittersweet time, of course, because the family is, is glad that she's no longer in pain, and uh, we rejoice that she is in the presence of our Savior, but uh, challenging for the family, of course, in their time of loss. So let's remember them as well as the other people that we've been praying for. Do we have any updates on anyone that we've been praying for? Are there any praise items that you'd like to share or other prayer requests that you have today? All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come before you today, and we do lift up uh, Lois's family at this time. Uh, we are grateful for her trust and faith in you, and we know that because of that, she is in your presence because of what Jesus has done for her and because Jesus was her Lord and Savior. Father, I pray that you would comfort the rest of the family in this time of, of grieving and that you would be with them as they prepare to have a service in her memory and for your honor and glory. Father, uh, care for them, we pray. Continue to also uh, lift up those who are within our family and friends circles that are in need of your touch. Father, we continue to pray for healing for Les Craig, for Wilson Doreen, for Tim Topham, Dorothy Byrne, for Margaret Ennis, for Jack Hardiman, for Maddie Roman, for Elizabeth Highfall. For Shirley Dingman, for Fred Parsons, and for Evelyn Kay. And Father, we are thankful that Peter Black's surgery went well on Friday and that he is recovering well and was able to be at Eden today. We pray that you continue to give him the healing he needs. Father, be with those others that are in our circle of family and friends that need your touch. Father, for the lost we pray that, Father, you would, in this season, open their hearts to receive you. Father, help us to listen and hear your voice. Would you speak to us through your spirit today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Next song this morning is Love Has Come, number 256 in your hymnal.
Scripture reading this morning is John 1, verses 1 to 5 and 9 to 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Thank you, Scott. I felt a little bit kind of like, you know, we were, should be tag-teaming each other as we were passing by one another. <laughs> Today we're going to continue on in our series on celebrating Christmas. Of course, it is called Christmas, but the focus being on Christ. And I have a confession that I want to start with. I am afraid of the dark. Like, I am really afraid of the dark. I don't like the dark. I can function a little bit with it. Goodness knows that uh, when it comes to the whole idea of swimming in the dark, that was just a terrifying concept for me. Uh, my family thought it was a great idea up at the cottage. And because I'm afraid of the dark, I decided, well, let's throw some glow sticks in there so there'll be some light so you can see. Now, if you're a fisherman, what's the problem with throwing glow sticks in there? Attract the fish. Right. I didn't think of that ahead of time. Fortunately, we didn't have any visitors that came and uh, visited us at that time. It's not entirely my fault that I'm afraid of the dark. You see, growing up, I had an older brother. And we had a basement. And in the basement, in the dark, he would like to hide and scare the dickens out of me. That's a Christmas reference, by the way. Uh, but... Uh, Yes, he would, he would love to scare me. He would take great delight in that. And he was really good at finding places to hide. And over time, I learned where some of his favorite places to hide were. So we had this, the kind of basement where you have a few steps and a landing, then more steps. And under those more steps, there was storage. There was a little door thing. Under the landing part, if you went behind there, that's where the workshop was. There was a workbench. Then we had the furnace with the, the big oil tank. Remember those things? And then uh, we had also the laundry was in that space. And so one of my brother's favorite places to hide was under the workbench. And then he would, he would be able to just get himself in the tightest little spot. And um, sometimes I would just miss seeing him. And of course, I'm already scared of the dark. So I don't want to go down there, right? Uh, I don't want to go anywhere where it's dark because I'm already freaked out by that. So the workbench was one spot. The other spot was right under that landing area. Uh, they hung a post where all of the out-of-season jackets would hang. So the winter coats in the summertime would hang there. And he would hide behind those and, and come out and, whoo, and 
scared the dickens out of me. So, um, but what he also learned how to do was really sneaky. So once I started figuring out these spaces, right, then I'd go downstairs, and I'd want to turn the lights on, and often I wouldn't, and my mom, she was in on it. That was the worst part, right? She was like, no, you don't need to turn the lights on. Save the hydro. Upstairs probably snickering away. Um, and so I was like, oh, right. I will go downstairs. I bet you he's hiding in the coats. And so I'd look behind the coats. No, Terry. So then I'd be like, oh, okay, well, I go and look in the other part of the basement. I go over to the rec room area or the, the other main area, looking under things, looking behind things. We had a little, um, what's it called, cold cellar. And there was a little kind of an area where you could hide in just before the cold cellar. So I'd look there, and I'd come back, and I wouldn't find him. Then I'd be like, I forgot to look under the workbench. So then I'd go around, and I'd go and look in the workbenches, and I'm coming back by the coats again. Amazingly, my brother would go, boo, right out from the coats. Scared the dickens out of me. I'm like, how did you do that? I was hot. I looked behind the coats. Unbeknownst to me, he'd been hiding under the workbench. Knew that I didn't check the workbench. When I was checking the other part, he'd go and hide behind the coats where I'd already looked, and bang, he'd get me. I am afraid of the dark. Fortunately, we have lights, right? Lights are helpful. Uh, we have lights here. And three out of four of them were working. <laughs> we have lights at the front. We have the Christmas tree that's lit up, and it's beautiful. And light is important. And to be honest, lots of times when I'm in the dark, light has rescued me. Right? It rescues me from the darkness. I can turn on the lights, and I'm like, ah, I can breathe. It's okay. And then flashlights. I love a really strong flashlight, right? They're great. Right? They, they're super helpful for when you're out camping or you're do, out in the dark somewhere. You turn on a flashlight and you can see your way. Uh, cell phones have their own built-in flashlight now. It's fantastic. Candles are another source of light. Right? We have our advent candles, our little electric candles there, but uh, and regular candles. And they are helpful for us when it's dark. Scripture we looked at today said the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Now there's a little footnote there, or some translations will say the darkness has not understood it. And that seems like two very dissimilar words, two different concepts. But when you put them together, a way of looking at it is that the darkness has not overwhelmed it. The darkness has not engulfed it. The darkness has not swallowed that light, if you will. And in Jesus, they, we find that he is that light. It takes only a little bit of light to actually make a huge difference in darkness, doesn't it? One little candle that's completely pitch black, or as soon as you turn on the flashlight, everything's illuminated again. Have you ever been in a space where it's been so dark, you literally can't see your hand in front of your face? It's freaky a little bit. But it takes just a little bit of light for all that to change. But the reality is, as it was in Jesus' day, maybe even more so in ours, there is much darkness. We only have to turn on our televisions or be on our socials to see all the darkness in the world around us. You know, perhaps when you're like me, when you 
turn to TV or Netflix or whatever, you find more things that you don't want to watch as a Christian than you do. When we hear about the news and what's going on in the world around us or even in our local town, when we hear stories of what's happening in the lives of others, there is much darkness. And darkness is difficult. Darkness can be scary as well. When we hear about some things that are maybe happening to us or somebody that we love or we care about, darkness can be scary. That unknown. What's going to happen? What is your fear? Is your fear that the darkness may overwhelm the light? May extinguish it somehow? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Not just that he is the light of the world, but you are the light of the world. If you follow Jesus Christ, if you confess him as your Lord and Savior, you are the light of the world. How is your light? Is it shining brightly in the darkness? Or are you afraid that it's close to being extinguished? Darkness is difficult. Today's a perfect day as a reminder of how gray this season can be, right? You know, it, it comes along with this uh, pre-winter season. I actually call it winter as soon as it gets like this. Right? I know that the calendar says it's not winter, whatever. It, if it feels like winter, it looks like winter, then you know it's winter in my books. And so that grayness, that darkness that can come over us, right? Uh, it was something funny that uh, we read. It's like, I, I was thinking, you know, man, I'm so tired at 10.30 at night, and then I realized it was only 5.30. <laughs> right? right? But darkness can also be scary. Not just be in your house, where if you've got some sort of other family member who's seeking to scare you, but the darkness of the world around us can be scary. And yet Christmas is still good. And I love that we celebrate it. And so what we need to do is, again, we need to change our focus. We need to change our focus from the darkness that we see around us to focus instead on the light of Christ. There is a lot of dreariness in the world around us, and yet the world around us in our culture does something incredible. They light it up. Right? They hang Christmas lights all over town. It's kind of cool. Go to Simcoe Panorama or other places where they, the whole town lights up. And it's wonderful. It lifts our spirits. And even in our homes, we light up things and we light up Christmas trees. And it's beautiful and it lifts our spirits because we need the light. We need the light as human beings. Some people have little... Um, lights in their home, special lights to help them with the darkness. And those are good because light rescues us. In the very beginning, before the earth was properly formed and created, the Genesis tells us that it was just this watery mass of darkness and the Spirit of God hovered over the water. And then God did something amazing. In the midst of all of that darkness, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the Bible tells us the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. 
And then eventually God makes the moon and the sun and the stars these sources of light. But the moon is quite interesting. It's, it's of course, beautiful. The, it was a few days ago, and the moon was just coming up on the horizon, and it had that kind of orangey glow to it. It's just beautiful. And then other night where it's like almost as bright as the sun itself, I sometimes have a hard time sleeping when it's that bright, but it's still incredible how much it can light things up and make shadows. And it's beautiful. But the moon, in many ways, is not a source of light. It, all it does is reflect the light of the sun. God sent Jesus to be the light of the world. And it's kind of a weird thing in a way because really the Son of God was with God in the beginning at that very start of everything. He was there, and yet somehow God manages to send him in the form of a little baby to be with us. But he was with God in the beginning. And that's why John wrote that the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Mankind often lives in darkness. There's another group of people that were in darkness. Uh, they were shepherds, and they were out looking after sheep at night. Kind of a pretty lousy job to have. Um, sheep are kind of dumb, and uh, they kind of smell, and, and all you're really doing is trying to keep them alive overnight, because that's when the predators come around, the wolves would come around and try and grab one off of the side, and you got to stay awake, and you got to defend the dumb sheep. And in the midst of that, that one night, as they were guarding their sheep, something amazing happened. Let's look at it together. Luke 2, verses 8 to 18. Turn with me in your Bibles. Luke 2, starting at verse 8. Bear with me. One technical moment here. Now I can see the words. <laughs> and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing which has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. 
all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Incredible. There are these shepherds out in the darkness, and they needed the light. They needed the light to be able to watch over their flocks, but they needed the light in a different way, this light that had come from God. First, this angel that appeared, and then suddenly a whole host of them lighting up the sky in a beautiful and brilliant way. That's not the light that they needed. They needed the light of Jesus Christ. That was the light that really rescued them. This light that had come into their lives. The light of the angels was was pretty incredible, but the light of the manger was so much more powerful. It was the light they needed. And then they left from that place, and then they reflected that light to all the others around them, to everyone that they could go and tell. Like the light of the moon, they reflected the light of God's Son and said, check this out. Here's the good news. And they carried the light within them. And they shared the light with others, kind of like a flashlight cutting through the darkness of people's lives. Darkness tries to overwhelm us at times. Maybe the gloominess of, of the, what it's really like, or maybe it's the gloominess in our hearts. And darkness is difficult. I don't want to minimize the fact that some of us go through very dark periods and times and sometimes wonder how we can get through. Darkness is scary. Let me ask you this morning, are you afraid of the dark? Do you know people who are afraid of the dark? That somehow that little light would be extinguished? Well, let me encourage you today that God is always faithful. And light can rescue us. And we just need to change our focus. And instead of focusing on the darkness, we need to focus on the light of Jesus Christ, that we can celebrate Christmas, celebrate Christmas, celebrate Jesus in this time. It's not that our darkness doesn't matter or that our darkness, somehow we pretend that it isn't there. It's just about focusing on Jesus in spite of it all. Jesus said, I am the light of the world and that whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life And he offers his light to be in us. See, often we think that we have to somehow generate our own light. But that's not the light that will really sustain us. It's the light of Christ being in us that will sustain us and will transform us. Because Jesus said to his disciples, you are the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world, but you are the light of the world. And so we are called to go and reflect that light to others. As it says in Matthew 5, Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. It's like that flashlight cutting through the darkness with our good deeds, the things that we do. Not that that earns us favor with God, but it's it's a reflection of what God has done in our lives. Jesus said, I came into the world as a light. So that no one who believes me should stay in darkness. Jesus is our light. There is much darkness. 
There's no point trying to deny it or pretend it isn't there. We can see it all around us. And that darkness is difficult at times. And that's understandable, and that's okay. We know that there are times where we, the gloominess can be tough. And the darkness can be scary. The darkness, especially of the unknown, can be difficult. And we wonder what might jump out at us from the shadows. But for anyone that's going through this, maybe it's not you, maybe it's somebody you know, light can rescue them. Because God is always faithful. And he sent his son Jesus, not just for us, but for everybody but for our friends and for our families, for all who wander in the darkness, Jesus is the answer that they need. This is why Isaiah wrote so long ago, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned, and that is the light of Christ. It's the light that the angels brought to those shepherds such a long time ago when they were in darkness in many ways, not just because it was night, but because they were on the outside. And the angels brought the message to them first, showing their light to him, but pointing to them to the greater light of Christ. And then they went out and reflected that light to others, sharing with them the good news of Jesus, cutting through the darkness. So today... For each one of us, we can share him. We need to share him. There's a world out there in darkness that needs the light of Christ because he brings love and he brings light. After all, he is the light. He's the light that we need. But don't forget that also we are the light. Kind of like last week, we talked about how John the Baptist went ahead to let people know that Jesus was coming. We, too, are called to go into places where there's the outcast and let them know that Jesus is the light. We need to go and reflect the light. We need to carry the light, and we need to shine the light. Having the light of Jesus in us means that we don't have to try and make up our own light, but it's his light we reflect to others. It's his light that we carry within us, and it's his light that we shine into the places of darkness. So light up your world. Because it's the one season where we get the opportunity to take what's already happening and tell them the reason why they do it. Why are you lighting up the world? Because Jesus is the light. Light up your world. Light up your home. And point to the light of Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your son Jesus. We thank you for the light that he has given to each one of us. For the light that we can carry within us the light that we can share with others and pierce the darkness. Father, we pray for those who are in darkness today, that they would know your light, that they would be able to turn from the darkness to the light, 
and focus on the light of Christ. May we be faithful bearers of that light. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our final uh, Christmas carol that we're going to sing together is Hark the Herald Angels Sing. Please stand as we sing together. As Jesus is the light, we are also the light of the world. This is what he has called us to, to go and share this light in a, in a season where people are putting light out to combat the darkness. May we point them through that to the light of Christ. Now let us say our benediction to one another together. May the hope of Jesus fill you this season and be a light for all the world to see. Amen. Mm -hmm.